So at this point, as I sit here, you know, I think since Friday, uh, I made it clear that my intention was to play and my intention was to play for the New York Jets. Let's go! I mean, come on. Finally, right? There you go. Um, well, finally, may maybe. Maybe, finally. Right? Almost. We're, we're like 99% of the way there. In his mind, the decision was made last Tuesday when he right. came out of the darkness. And, he, and actually, he... Um, so, folks, welcome to the Blue versus Green show. <laughs> What's going on, y'all? We should probably lead with that, right? We're representing the green today. Blue is not here. Blue has been removed from the room just for this particular episode, but Blue will have his opinion in the futures. In the future. I, I already know his opinion because uh, he's an angry Giant, Giants fan. So, yeah, that's fine. Well, that's fine. That's totally fine. And we'll talk about it because we'll, we're having a, another episode pretty soon with all the free agent stuff, right? Yeah, all this draft stuff has been pretty nuts. And it'll get nuttier, I'm sure, once we have more official confirmation of what's going on with Lamar, what's going on with A-Rod. I guess we got to start calling today, it A-Rod. Today is all about the green on this show. Yeah. Today is all about the green on this show. So for folks who have been stuck under a rock somewhere, mm -hmm. um, today Aaron Rodgers went on the Pat McAfee show to not – Give a decision. Today is not about telling you guys what's happening. It, today was to tell you guys what's been going on, right? Well, to tell you what the decision was that already had happened that he didn't want to tell you right. on Pat and McAfee's show. But not announcing a trade. Not no, announcing a not announcing a trade. Not speaking for the Packers or the Jets. Let's put it that way. Totally all about Rodgers. Um, <clears throat> And it's funny. Yeah, how do we feel about this, right? Let's let's. How do we feel about the announcement? A couple of minutes. Did you did you get to watch it? Yeah, I got okay. to watch the, it throughout the day uh, sporadically. I didn't watch it live, but I got to watch the clips as it was, it was repeated a, throughout the day. A, yeah, it was a three-hour show. Um, at yeah. its height, there was four hundred and fifty thousand people watching. So I think a lot of people were interested to find out yeah. what Rogers was going to do, right? Um, yeah. So. Let's get into most it. Jets fans, mostly Jets fans. Yeah, I would imagine. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm sure there were some Packer fans out there also, you know. Um, but yeah, let's, hey, get watch them. let's get into it, man. Yeah. All right. So I'll, I'll, I'll jump into my feelings about this so far. Um, it seems clear from his comments on the show this afternoon that uh, in principle, the idea is if he were to play football in this coming season, unless disasters were to occur in in the sort of negotiations in the next couple of weeks, unless something more disastrous were to occur, Aaron Rodgers will be playing football and he will be playing football for the New York Jets and New York Jets only. That was what I got from what he stated on the show this afternoon. Yep. Um, he's putting the onus on the Packers, right, and the Jets. More so the Packers, I would imagine, because of his personal rivalry that he seems to have with them. But he put the onus on the Packers, and he's saying that a, a deal 
he, he's insinuating effectively the deal is not done because of what the Packers and the Jets are doing right now, not because of any decisions that, that he's made. So that was, was a weird one to hear first for me. The other one that was a little strange to listen to was, and, and this doesn't have anything to do with the Jets one way or the other, other than perhaps how he'll affect the culture of the team, which is something that we're both concerned about, obviously something that Gabe is concerned about as well, not as a fan of the Jets, but as a, a hate-watching Giants fan. Um, but the other comment that he made was that he was 90% retired, right? He said 90% retired when he went on his darkness retreat. And when the Packers, when he came out of his darkness retreat, when he came out of darknesses, he, he found out from his sources, his friends, whoever else, uh, maybe some moles within the Packers organization, that they were intending to trade him, I guess, no matter what his decision was. Or I guess if he just not what his no matter what his decision was, but if he were to decide not to retire, it would definitely not be as a Packer. And he took some offense to that, it seems. So that's those are like kind of some key thoughts to me. More maybe more emotional than physical, because this was just an emotional conversation. He didn't tell us fucking anything, really, right? Right. As as is typical Aaron Rodgers, right? He's he's kind yeah. of very, very, you know, um introverted when it comes to stuff like this. Um, but you know what? Let, let's talk a little bit about that because I was a little surprised hearing that he walked into that darkness retreat 90% retired because, mm -hmm. you know, and correct me if I'm wrong, right? But in interviews and in, you know, these, these little snippets that we saw prior to that, mm -hmm. you know, he was actively talking about the Raiders, you know, like he yeah. was saying, oh, yeah, the Raiders, you know, the, um, talk about the Raiders, the fans, They, I guess they want me and stuff like that. That doesn't sound like a person who was 90%, re you know, retired to me. And so, like, I found, like, I was watching the, the interview, and one thing that Aaron Rodgers does really, really well is that he sounds very genuine, right? I, I yeah. think that that's one of the, one of his, his attributes that you know, gets people, you know, kind of around him and stuff. Unless and, you're really listening to what right, he's saying. Exa exactly, exactly. So I, you know, I, I want to believe him and stuff like that, you know, but there's that part of me that says, really, I don't believe that you were walking in there 90% retired. I think you had an inkling of, you know, coming back somewhere, somehow, you know, maybe, it, it, maybe there was a thought, but I don't mm -hmm. think it's 90%. Yeah. You know? I, I think he wanted a courtship from the Packers. I think he wanted the Packers to say, we want you for at least one more year. We're going to get you some, some more weapons. We know you didn't have enough of what you needed this year. And mm -hmm. that's why you throw your tantrums in the preseason and didn't get to know your wide receivers. I think he was expecting like kind of a, rom a romantic revival between himself and the Packers. And if that didn't happen, he was enamored with the idea of Vegas wanting him, of, of yeah. other teams wanting him, or other teams thinking that his stock is still high enough after a down season with an injured he, thumb. Of he course. did mention that he was intrigued so, yeah. by the whole free agent process, right? Like, you know, 18 years, I've never been a free agent, right? That's true. So I'll give him that. I'll grant him that. He did mention that. Um, and, and there was a lot of things that came out of this, you know, like, like you said, if you were listening, right. One of the mm. things that, that struck me is that 
he's got a little resentment toward the Packers. And, and a lot, you can, you a can lot of hear resentment. it. A lot of resentment, but there's always love, right? He always kept on saying, there's always love. I love you, Packers. I love you this. I love you that. Excuse I don't me. love Jordan Love. I love, I love everybody. I don't love Jordan Love. I know you guys picked them to replace me, you know, the way you treated former Packers, I don't like, but I love everybody. I love everybody. That was his shit, right? He he, play, he stated that he what he liked the previous front office that he worked with when he first started with the organization. Yep. Yep. I think he was speaking to the fans a little bit because I think that some some semi genuine part of him is is enamored with the Green Bay fans because they showed him love for all of these years, even in a lot of. A lot of the situation with the Green Bay Packers organization, a lot of times the fans seem to be taking Aaron Rodgers' side over that. So I think maybe that was partial thanks in that way, but also a way to stick it to the Packers organization for admittedly like not really handling this in the best way with their their Hall of Fame bound quarterback. The way that you know Tom Brady felt snubbed by the Patriots was the same way that that the Packers were handling this and somewhat understandably as well. But when you have these quarterbacks who are still producing at the, the top level in the NFL, mm -hmm. you have to at least consider some of their demands and some of their reasoning. You know, Tom Brady still played at, at a high level up until essentially last year. And Aaron Rodgers did it except with his thumb injury last year. He was MVP what, twice in a row before that. Yeah, so his his COVID MVPs as yeah. he calls them, right? So yeah. yeah, it's it's interesting you bring that up because you know I've been on Twitter all day. Well, to be honest, I've been on Twitter for the last seven days, right? It yeah. feels like it's like a a permanent fixture to my hand, right? Constantly yeah. refreshing and stuff like that. But the one thing that I do I do see a lot on Twitter. Um, first of all, there's there's a lot of hate for the Jets, man. Jesus Christ, is there? And, and there's a lot of hate for Rodgers, right? And mm -hmm. the interesting thing is that we, we keep hearing this notion that, you know, Rodgers is this prima donna because he handed the Jets a list. I, I've heard a lot on, the, on Twitter that, you know, he's this big prima donna who needs his guys here. I'm sorry, but didn't Peyton do that when he went to the Broncos? Didn't Brady do that when he went to Tampa Bay? I mean, you know, I understand that Rodgers is not warm and fuzzy. We get that. But I think the narrative really needs to stop with this whole thing. You know, I mean, the end. There's something else he denied also, did he not? Didn't did yeah. he deny that he gave them a list also? I mean, yes, again, taking all this with a grain of salt, but he no, denied yeah, it. No. He said, he said, I didn't give them a list, but they did come to me and ask me, well, who would you want? And of course, you know, he's gonna he's gonna mention his buddies, right? If you're the Jets, what the hell are you gonna do anyway? If you're the Jets, you want your possible future Hall of Fame Super Bowl championship. I, that's the idea, winning quarterback to have the weapons that he likes. Any team would do that. And it, you know what? This is not even unique to football. We've they've been having this conversation in basketball for the last 15 super years, team, right? talking about LeBron. super teams with LeBron James Absolutely. and the Warriors and whoever the hell else. This is not a new thing. So I don't I don't get I don't get the hate for that. And, and so I don't get that, no. People are crying over Randall Cobb and, and Mercedes Lewis, like like they're gonna be playing big roles on this team seriously when you yeah. have Garrett Wilson Elijah Moore and and 
CJ Umanzama and Tyler Conklin on this team, you're you're really gonna think that Mercedes Lewis and and um Randall Cobb is gonna eat into their minutes? I, mean, come on. <laughs> I, I just I don't, I don't have a, get it. I really don't I don't have a lot of love for Aaron Rodgers. I didn't have a lot of love for Tom Brady. Neither I'm, I'm not a huge fan of either of those players, but what I do see is there's a lot of it, in my opinion, is a little bit of jealousy because any team that's a contender would love to have Aaron Rodgers as a gunslinger, as a gun for hire for a season for two. As much as we have our qualms about it, if you're a team that's on the cusp with a great defense and a defense that he acknowledged after we beat him in the season, and you got to think about Even on his announcement, he talked top five <laughs> defense, right? I mean, uh, one of my close friends, he sent me that, that Jets meme and talked about the desperation, the one where, you, where they have uh, Leo DiCaprio wearing the Jets hat and pointing at the television and the scene yes. from uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And he's like, look how desperate you guys are. I'm like, it's Aaron Rodgers. I don't like him, but what would you do if he wanted to play for your team? And Listen, you weren't the Packers. I, guess. I, did an entire, I did an entire video prior to this lamenting the fact that we missed on Derek Carr. So I'm not going to sit here and say that Aaron Rodgers was my first choice. But now that he is 90% here, I'm excited. I really, really am. You know what I'm saying? What happens, what happens next then, right? Like, yeah, exactly. It's either, it's either – so let's, let's look at the possibility he comes here, right, and wrap that up. And then – if he doesn't come here, what the hell do the Jets do? First of all, if the Jets don't, if he doesn't want to come here after all this song and dance, the only option that's left is Lamar Jackson, right? I mean, is there anything left that's worthwhile besides that, in your opinion? Okay. I mean, easy I conversation. Mean, yeah, right? there's, there's nobody else. I mean, do you really want Jacoby Brissett, who's probably the best no. of the quarterbacks that's left? Do you want him no. leading this team? I don't we don't have any draft picks either. We traded that away with the intention of, of getting an Aaron Rodgers, with the intention of signing an Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr, uh, uh, Jimmy G. None of those panned out. We do have the 13th pick, and there's a guy that I've, I've kept on saying for a while that I like, Hendon Hooker from Tennessee, um, who mm-hmm. could be available at that time. That might be a little much to, of a reach to get him at 13, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, you're right, you know, if, if you're not talking Derek Carr and if you're not talking Jimmy G, you know, and I would have, I would even said maybe, maybe, maybe you bring in Andy Dalton here, but you can't do that now because he's already signed. He's at, uh, where is he? I think Carolina or something like that. I so, believe so, yeah. So, I mean, it's really Aaron Rodgers or Lamar Jackson. And I don't think we can afford Lamar Jackson, to be quite honest. I think that that's part of the reason why he's not getting all these offers anyway. So, um, yeah, it, it, it is what it is. So, um, Delt into the did you go to the Panthers? By the way, I just wanted to confirm that very quickly. But yes, okay. uh, so we get Aaron Rodgers. What happens next? We make a couple of signings. How many signings away do you think we are from really being the contender that we're seeking to be as a as a Jets fan, well, impartial I'm- as you can be? Honestly, um, we still need some help along that offensive line. Our mm-hmm. defensive line has taken a beating. We, we've we lost a lot of defensive tackles. Um, just today, we lost Sheldon Rankins. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we lost also Nathan Shepard, I believe, today as well. So, you know, good with the bad, right? Um, we're going to need some depth along that defensive line. 
And but honestly, you know, a lot of people are crying. Oh, you know what? The Jets haven't made this big big splash in free agency. To be honest, mm. we really don't need that much. We need depth. That's the most important thing. We need depth. Okay. We need offensive line. And now clearly we need depth of, along the defensive line. I agree. It's, I don't think the Jets need to make a big splash. They don't need no, no, an no, OBJ. No. They don't that need any year. of those flashy $20 million a year players. Uh, yeah, last year we could have used somebody like an OBJ uh, coming off of a, you know right. that recovery from the knee injury. This year, somebody else could use a weapon like that, and we can really make do with, uh, as you said, an upgrade on the defensive line a little bit oh, and, and some upgrade on the offensive line. And safety. I would, true. I, would, I would like to see somebody replace Jordan Whitehead. I mean, it's not an area of desperate need, but I, I would like to see somebody with better um, passing, you know, that type of skill set, you know. Um, in terms of run stopping, those two guys are fine. But in terms of, mm -hmm. you know, defending the pass, I think Jordan Whitehead, we would, we would benefit from having an upgrade at that position, you know. Right. But other, like I said, other than that, you know, I think we're good, man. I think we're good. I'm excited. I am totally excited. I am pumped. Are they going to be holding that Lombardi trophy at the end of the season? Our, this is our fan prediction. Forget about analysis. Aaron Rodgers. I say yes. I do say yes. I'm going to say that they will hoist that trophy only because I think that the team has the chemistry independent already kind of what, of what they're doing with Aaron Rodgers, with their young players like Brees Hall, with their young players like uh, Sauce Gardner, who's a big presence on social media, was a big person trying to advocate for getting Aaron Rodgers in his team in the first place. Burning head, yeah, you played around. You played around a little too much, Aaron. Played around a little too much, so I said it, but yep. he's not playing around as much anymore. He gave us a little more clarity today. What about you? Super Bowl? Vince Lombardi Trophy? Man, dare Aaron Rodgers MVP. Dare I dream? <laughs> I mean, you look, yes. you look at it. The, the problem that we have is that we're in the AFC. And we yeah, have to deal with, deal with guys like Mahomes and Burrow and, you know, Justin even Herbert. Josh Allen. Whatever, even if he gets, yeah, and Josh Allen. But you know what? We've shown that Turnover we can pro beat. Or not. We, yeah, we've shown that we can beat Buffalo, you know. And mm -hmm. Buffalo looks to stand to lose a couple of defensive starters here, right? Um, Miami scares me. I, I will say that because they've been really, really racking up um, this year with, in free agency. So they're a little bit of impact backup was our, our quarterback, Mike White, right? They have somebody that can play when to a, inevitably, hopefully, I'm going to knock on wood and hope that he doesn't, but inevitably when he might go down with injury, you have an impact player right there. Listen, Miami needs to uh, invest in a third backup just in case because he's got two injury-prone quarterbacks at the top. So, um, one injury here, one injury here. So, exactly. um, love you, I, I, I get from life. I do think at the very least we can make a very, very deep playoff run. And um, listen, once you do that, anything's possible. So I like it. You know what I'm saying? I like it. All right. Deep run AFC championship, at least. Make it to the there Super Bowl. Make it to the Super Bowl, right? There you go. Okay. I'll I'm saying they're hoisting the trophy. You're signing up for an AFC championship and a Super Bowl appearance. First one in a very long time. You heard Jets. it here first. You heard it you here heard first. You heard it here first, everybody. That's what Jet fan, Jets fans think. Woo! Yeah, let's, let's go. go. All right, man. So, All listen, right. um, 
we'll we'll be back here. We're going to be doing a free agency show this uh, this weekend, and so we'll we'll get to discuss all the jet stuff with our blue guy. That'll be, yeah, that'll be a very interesting conversation. Hopefully we'll have a lot more concrete information then from both our team and the other team in New York, New Jersey uh, with free agency in the next couple of days for Gabe to, to chat with us about. There you go. But thanks for joining us, everybody. We appreciate yep. it. And as always, go Giants. But today... J-E-B-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Jets, Jets. Jets.